Hey, everybody. Thanks for coming out to our uh, podcasting studio tonight. Wow, look at the crowd. The crowd's going wild tonight. All right, thank you. Thank you so much. Wow. You guys think I'm funny? That is so fucking cool. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, wow. Wow. Look at this. Listen to these applause. This is just like really, really cool. Hey, buddy, why don't you sit the f- down real quick? It's a real special episode tonight. Yeah, Mark got a new toy. I got a new <laughs> toy. <laughs> right? Oh, come on. Come on. Oh, shit. I need my drink. I'm not going to lie, dude. I thought about uh, it would be a good idea to get really fucking stoned before you re- recorded this. But I was a little bit of afraid that maybe I would actually like the band if I got fucked up enough. I thought about taking acid mm. just to prove that taking acid doesn't make fish sound good. Like a clinical trial almost. Yeah. I think Oh, you enjoy this? Well, I'll do acid just to prove that it's not good. You can hook me up with a polygraph and play <laughs> me any fish stuff while I'm tripping balls and it's still not gonna be good. Why do you hate good music? That's what I wanna know. <sighs> this band obviously is fucking fantastic at guitar oh. and, and singing and stuff. I thought you were posing the question to fish. Why do you hate good music? It is almost as if they hate good music and decided to go to war with all music. I think it's fair to say that uh, they hate their fans. They hate people that actually enjoy music. This band is full of hate. I think Vermont should have to become part of Canada for creating fish. I'd be okay with that. Who wouldn't? I don't actually... I think Vermont would be okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> Probably true. That is the one thing about like growing up in the Northeast is you're around all that stuff all the time. And when I was watching some of the fish videos on YouTube, there's so many uh, live from fill in the blank, upstate New York, eastern Pennsylvania, Vermont, West Virginia bullshit. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Why do you think that is? Is it just the money and privilege thing or is there something else going on up there? It's got to be what it is. I definitely think that's exactly what it is. Mm. Yes. I'm white living in the suburb. Yeah. And there's trees. And what do we have to do with our time? We don't have to do shit and it's super safe. So let's just fucking do drugs and pretend like we know how to play instruments. This band makes music for people who think it's okay to take their shoes off on a crowded airplane. And that's not just a joke. I think that there's a strong parallel between thinking it's all right to put any recording of fish on in a public space and put your feet in someone's day. I think about this sometimes. People, uh, people get mad at us for covering certain bands or whatever. But at the end of the day, like if your band is never played ever in a public space ever, really does say something about you, not us. And the truth is, I don't think Fish has ever been played in a public space. No. Ever. Not once. It would have to be some kind of coffee shop or something that is named after a popular fish song yes you know what i'm saying it would have to to be like a fish hq an unofficial fish unofficial (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, all right thank you (laughs) tyler will be here all night everybody all right that was great i just love the fan interaction in this episode it's fucking cool now our fans or we can talk about our fans are the fucking worst definitely the worst fans of all time oh yeah i don't know who's worse Quick sidebar before we get really into this. Okay. I wonder who's worse, fish fans or our fans. 
It's going to be a fucking close call. I do think our fans could beat up fish fans. Not that I advocate violence, but I do think they'd win in like a fucking thumb war or some shit. It's fish fans, man. I mean, I was just fucking around when I said our fans are mostly cool to the degree that when someone gets out of pocket, it's real noticeable. It's like, whoa, who are you? And how did you start liking this show? Sure. (laughs) They stand out. Yeah. Also, I get a strong sense that the weird ones don't stick around very long because it's only because they think that we're just shitting on everything and it's awesome and then sooner or later we get around to not just making fun of their favorite band but them as a person like the kind of person <laughs> that they are yes it's like, i'm not like that and then yeah. shut it off yeah the actual music snobs like that think that we are just like them and you're like no dude we're nothing alike but you're right you've never been in a bar and heard some song playing and we're into it and asked the bartender hey what is this right now and he's no. like oh it's fish Zero, I have been to bars many times in my life, probably too many times. I swear to God, I have heard every terrible band. I've heard The Grateful Dead. I've heard everything you can pick, the worst fucking rush. Rush is one of the worst things you'll ever hear at a bar ever. It is an immediate mood killer because nobody gets laid to rush. But I have never one time ever heard anybody play Fish, ever. Not even nowhere in the country, apart from some weirdo jam band bars, playing fish you just said it even grateful dead has like two songs that most people who pay attention to music would recognize upon hearing it and know that it's the grateful dead tool even had a huge radio hit with sober i honest to god think you're more likely to hear a bts song played at a fucking bar than a fish song period true they really are way more likely to hear it i don't know if the response would be honestly that much different would the response be that much different People would be like, what the fuck is this? Regardless of either one of those, that's the response. It's, that's what it's going to be. Who played this shit? The songs are just so bad is what it comes down to with this band, really. They're incapable of writing a hit song. There are a lot of Fish songs where they just find one inane phrase and repeat it over and over again. And this is something that I'm pretty sure even a lot of their fans hate. There's one where they sing the words sing in loose very loosely using the word sing here uh bag it tag it sell it to the butcher in the store just over and over bag it tag it sell it to the butcher in the store bag it tag it like 10 20 times in a row maybe mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. a song where the entirety of the lyrics are variations on won't you step into the freezer tease her with a tweezer mm. That over and over again and then they sing it's going to be cold 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 about a bajillion times This is all the entire lyrics to the song. And they sometimes play this song for over half an hour. Yeah. It's the one called Tweezer, obviously. And it is, by the way, a shameless ripoff of the riff from the uh, glam era Pantera song, Killers. If you've never queued those up back to back, you might want to check that out. Dude, these are some badass lyrics, man. I feel great about my life after listening to this. Lyrically, the choruses of most of this band's most popular songs are just about what dude has never done or never seen or doesn't want to do or doesn't know how to do. It's always like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be this, etc. And then also, what is up with this guy's farmer obsession? He could not stop writing songs about farmers. Well, they, they uh, I wrote it in my, down, my notes that how he described his band or something like that was like cow something. Oh, cow funk. Because people have this like incessant need to put them in, in labels and they're like, oh, it's psychedelic rock and it's jam bands, whatever. And I think Trey or one of the band members said he called it, quote, cow funk. 
there really is a deep obsession with some, for some reason with uh, farming. And this is the thing about this episode is, is the people that don't like fish, which is probably a majority of people that listen to this podcast are going to be like, huh, this is funny. This is so true. Fuck them. But I know that we're going to get some emails from actual fish fans that are just going to tell us we don't get it. You don't understand. I get you don't it. understand any of it. Obviously, you guys don't like fucking music because it's, <laughs> it's super fucking smart and you're obviously dumb fucks. One of my favorite things that fish fans will always start talking to you about is how many nights this band can sell out Madison Square Garden, mm. which A, I don't know if y'all know this, but a lot of venues have ways of uh, making the room smaller. So I would want to see hard numbers on that in the first place. But B, if you're saying that the amount of people who like this band is proof that they are good, then you've got to understand that far more people fucking hate this band mm -hmm. than like it. Sure, you might be able to fill Madison Square Garden with fish fans. You know what you can fill with everyone who doesn't like fish? The rest of the planets. If you were to take the number of people that say this is an anti-fish concert, it would sell out Madison Square Garden for five fucking years. It's not even fair comparison. First of all, Madison Square Garden is not that big. I mean, it's a big club, but it's not that big. Second of all, it's probably the same people going to the show every fucking night of the week. I guarantee it. It's the same group of people going to the same the show every night because that's how <laughs> these people are. And... There's 10 million people in New York. I mean, a lot of the bands we've covered could probably sell out Madison Square Garden for a week straight. BTS for sure could sell out Madison Square Garden for a month fucking straight. Something you said made me think of this. You could start a new music festival and call it Mystery Fest and announce the festival. Keep the lineup a secret other than saying we're not going to book Fish or any band that sounds like Fish and you would sell tickets to it. 100%. You're like, what is this show? What's going on tonight? Bands that don't sound like fish. In New York City, you could probably sell 500 tickets literally by calling your band name Don't Sound Like Fish. Not fish. Not fish. <laughs> 500 fucking people show up, uh, guaranteed. That would be a really good band name for a band that is popular to play a secret show under. You know how yes. they like choose a weird band name to do a secret show? Just not fish would be <laughs> such a good one. <laughs> For so many bands that would cover such a wide spectrum of people that could do that. Real fast before we move on, I did want to get in a few more examples of how awful this band's lyrics are because, I mean, we could spend the whole show talking about just the bad lyrics that these guys have written. The song Tube has lyrics that go, an asteroid crashed and nothing burned. It made me wonder. Do tigers sleep in lily patches? Do rhinos run from thunder? I got an ache in my left ear. I felt the truth, but I still could hear. Wow. Then there's the song Contact with a line that I'm pretty sure even fish fans hate about uh, the tires are the things on your car that make contact with the road. Wow. What, what's going on here? Does anybody actually think that the lyrics of fish are good? Like, is no. there anyone out there that goes... Dude, I listen to Fish exclusively because of their lyrics. It hits me. It just hits me in a way. The lyrics are the most noticeable thing. That's the surface level examination. You listen to Fish for the first time. Your first thought's going to be, these lyrics are bad. But they are horrible at writing songs across the board. Every element of songwriting this band is bad at. It is almost as if a great songwriter was mean to the guys in this band at the beginning of their career. And they decided to prove you could get an audience despite performing the worst songs on the planet. Does every song just repeat the same four bars forever? 
I don't know how anyone can stand listening to this music. I try to, I really genuinely do try to find one redeeming quality that I'll never mention on this podcast of all the bands that we cover. Hmm. Always. I could not find any for this band. I had redeeming qualities for BTS in my head. I had redeeming qualities for every band we probably covered. I believe that I can remember. I, there are no redeeming qualities for fish. None top to bottom. It is terrible live. It's not fun to be. It's like, it's like ear torture. It really is. It is torturous music. I was thinking about this earlier today. If you don't count meatloaf because he's just a guy, are there any bands that are good that are named after food? And yeah, I'm calling fish food. Mm, chicken steak. No. no, no, right? No, no, no. So yeah, right away. If the band's name is a reference to food, they're not going to be good. I don't really know. Is it because of John Fishman? Like, is that where, where did the name actually come from? I, I, I don't know. People assume that, but I don't think it is. And, and everyone calls him fish. That is kind of his nickname, but it's not PH. And the story is that they were trying to come up with band names. And one of them was like, it's too bad. You can't just name a band. Yeah. It's like some weird, I mean, obviously on mushrooms or something. Dude, this is the band that I read about it. Oh, they met because uh, Trey, or I think it was Trey, had heard Fish, like John Fishman, just jamming on his drums in his in his like dormitory or something like that. And so, this is like the origin story for probably like ninety nine percent of bands is like, hey, you play guitar, I play drums, we should just get together, <laughs> yeah. and then they jam. But most bands evolve past that. Even other jam bands, at some point, even Dave Matthews Band writes songs. Fish just never changed. They were like, hey, you play drums? Yeah, I play guitar. Check this out. And then this is just how they stayed. They fucking stayed forever. There's no evolution. Dave Matthews has written some songs where if someone else sings them, they are not terrible. Well, I mean, there's at least a, a strong structure and like it has like a... Nobody covers fish. Yeah, I don't know. No, no one. Because nobody even knows a fucking fish song. Do they even play the same song? If you watch them seven nights in a row because you're a psychopath... At, in New York City at Madison Square Garden, or is it? Here's the beginning of a song, kind of like on like they're in the hoist era where they're trying to be a quote unquote normal band, I guess, or write a record, a regular record. But they don't. It's, it's always just like an excuse to fucking noodle on their guitars for fucking three hours. One of my favorite things that the fans of this band do or talk about is being at the show. They play a song that you really like and then go into this long jam thing for like 20 minutes, then kick back into the song that they were playing. And then the fan gets their mind blown. Like, Oh my God, it was my favorite song the whole time. <laughs> like, bro, that's not, if you, if you don't know that they're playing your favorite song, <laughs> is it your favorite song? It's almost like the, uh, was it ship of Theseus thing where like, if you replace all the parts on a ship, is it still the same Oh, ship? right, right, right. Theseus or Perseus? I can't remember which yeah, one. Yeah, I can't Some remember. Some fucking Greek name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, remember, I know you're talking I about. dropped yeah, yeah, out yeah. of high school. <laughs> <laughs> I finished it. I still don't fucking know. So look, I listen to and love a ton of bands with objectively terrible singers like Oasis. But everyone in Fish is so bad at singing that it means they can't actually even write songs with vocal melodies because then they wouldn't be able to perform them. That's why all of the vocal melodies of this band's songs are trash. It's because they can't sing a real melody. And it's not like the words make it worth listening 
because the lyrics are all moronic. So what you're left with is quote unquote songs that are just the same chord progressions over and over and over. And as Mark said, not, not even all jam bands are like this. A lot of people will probably be like, yeah, but they're a jam band. Mm -mm. Okay, yeah, but no. not all jam bands do this, man. No. Fish is basically a band where the entire band does the job of a looper pedal so one person can noodle over the top of it in whatever key they're in. Sometimes the keyboardist will have his noodling part. And I swear to God, I was like, I don't even think he's playing in the right key. I mean, obviously, I'm not a fucking musician and I don't know a, a fucking all there is to know about everything. But I don't know. I don't like jam music, but at least with most jammy parts, there's like a it makes sense. They're weaving through the or I don't know. I don't even know how to fucking describe it. It makes sense. There's like clarity to it, even though it's jamming. They're all kind of there's a musical narrative. Yes. And it's like kind of weaving together to make this jam. Fish sounds like they're all just playing their own fucking thing the whole time. Like, are they playing the same song? What am I listening to? I'm sure some fish head out there in their, in their brief moments of sobriety might be able to tell me what I'm listening to, but I don't believe that there's, nothing, there's anything there. Yeah, if you're going to write us an email, make sure it's on the day you have to see your parole officer later or some shit, so it'll at least <laughs> kind of make some sense. But the thing is, fish fans know all this stuff. When you start talking about how bad fish songs are, they will not even try to argue with you. But what they are going to do is say that you're missing the point because it's all about the jam and the songs are only there as a launching pad, which is where I'm like, okay, motherfucker, you know who else uses launch pads? NASA. You don't see NASA out here launching rockets off of a cardboard box because fuck it, it's all about the rocket launch. If we're saying the jam is the rocket launch of jam bands, they don't even have to have a launch pad at all. These guys don't need to be singing. If it's all about the jam and they were good enough at it, they could just go out there on stage and jam. There are jazz festivals where you can see six bands in a row never sing a word into a microphone, all right? this It's not about the jam. It's about you buying drugs in the parking lot. I actually put in my notes specifically, I said, I would have so much more respect for this band if A, they never released their album ever. That would be amazing. They never released an album. All they do is be like, we just show up and if jam. If you had to go to a Fish concert to find out what they even sound like. Yes, because like they yeah. don't, they don't love that. If they never released an album and they did not have even prelude to a song, if there really were, if there were no lyrics and no singing and no albums, I maybe would be like, oh, that's fucking terrible. But like, at least they're not pretending to be something that they're not. They're just embracing their shittiness. If you just want to go on stage and dick around with a guitar, you can totally do that without pretending to write lyrics. You don't, there's no rule that says you have to have lyrics. And if they're not good, fuck it. If they're not going to be good, just don't do that part. I think that the point of Fish songs even having vocals at all is to make other people believe that if fans are listening despite how bad the singing and lyrics and melodies and song structures are, then the dudes in the band must be great at their instruments, mm -hmm. which we could talk about later because that's the attitude that fans have and what you're supposed to have. And if you don't understand that these guys are great musicians, then you definitely just don't get it. Mm -hmm. But one last thing about the songwriting, the weirdest part about all of this, about the, the lyrics being bad especially, is... Fish outsources a ton of the lyric writing to some other dude who's not even in the band. Oh, really? I did it's not, not know that. It's not even like they're just that bad. <laughs> the dude that they go to to do it for them is that bad. I love that. That's so funny. Isn't funny. that crazy? <laughs>
Oh my god, you can't come up with Zoom Zam Ziggy Diggy Diggy fucking toast song or whatever the fuck. Hoist. There's so many bullshit. You can, if you cannot, dude, my kids could write out fucking fish lyrics. Ball with the Bob by Kid Rock has better lyrics than anything that Fish has ever written. Dude, for sure. Hey gang, it's Tyler breaking in here. We wanted to commemorate our Beethoven episode with a little something special. So go to shop.yfbspod.com to pre-order our newest t-shirt. It's terrible. I designed it myself. You and I happen to have a, I would say, fairly unique perspective on how fans of various bands behave, particularly on the internet, but sometimes in real life and public. Mm-hmm. There are a ton of bands, probably most bands that have ever existed, have fans who are just people who really like music and otherwise behave and communicate with other people in a totally normal fashion. Normally enough that you don't think, wow, a bizarre number of this particular band's fans seem to be extremely weird. Fish fans do not fall into that category. As a general rule, most Fish fans are extremely weird. And I'm not even just saying all the people who go to Fish concerts because those are not all Fish fans. Probably like 60% of those people are there not for any musical oh, reasons okay. at all. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm yeah, saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. 60% of them are not there for fish. No, for yes. sure. At least uh, half, I agree. at totally. least half yes. are not there to even, yes. and they will tell you that. If you watch, what's the uh, YouTube like. channel that you like? Oh, uh, oh yeah, it's yeah, It's called yeah. News Channel, channel 5. 5. Channel 5 now, News Channel yeah, yeah. 5. Yeah. That dude did an episode where he went to a fish concert and there are straight, like several people that he talks to in the parking lot, straight up say they don't like fish, hate fish. Mm-hmm. He asked them why, and they say half the shit that you and I have already said. It's <laughs> right. like, it's yeah. real reasons. Like they listened to the music and made an informed, educated yeah. decision about it. Why do you hate fish? Well, I mean, have you ever fucking listened to it? <laughs> Why are you here? Look at all the money being spent <laughs> in this parking lot right now. Right. I'm here to get money. Yeah. As he's, that one guy is like huffing on a fucking nitrous balloon the whole time. The guy who says time. money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I at least appreciate the honesty. If only the rest of the fish fans, because I'm convinced that 70, 80% of people going to these shows do not give a fuck about fish. Any band could be up there playing. Half the people that do talk to in that episode are full blown, not just conspiracy theorists, but the dudes who decide what the conspiracy is and are the first ones to type it up and put it on the internet. I think one of the easiest dead giveaways to a toxic fan base is this. If their own fans on say like a subreddit or a Facebook group, we'll use a subreddit for this example. If their own fans have to preface their opinion saying like, I know this may not be a popular opinion, but I like the regular songs. If you have to preface that, cause you know that the response is going to be so toxic. It's really an indictment of what kind of fans you have. I think it's wild how elitist fish fans are. Meanwhile, you listen to fish it's one of those things where if it can happen here, it can happen anywhere for a fish fan to be elitist. This is one of those bands where all of the fans compartmentalize themselves based on when they went to their first fish concert. Oh yeah. You get called there. I can't remember what the names are. It's like phase one or phase two. And I don't think it's necessary. Whatever. Who gives a fuck? Honestly, <laughs> it's like, it's, oh, you're fish one, you're baby fish. It's, yeah. It's like trying to have the oldest tour shirt at the REM concert. Yes, we talked about that in that episode. Yes. This is, it's the same mentality. Yeah. And I can totally see why head up their own assholes. I'm smarter than everyone else. REM fans are like that. But I did nitrous in the parking lot 
to come see this band that I don't even like. I don't get how that translates to this level of elitism. It is wild. There's like, uh, if you just go on fucking Reddit and type in fish and read the subreddit and you will see a bunch of fucking people that are like, oh no, I saw them in 1982, man. I saw them like way back before. Like, I mean, I don't really know like what you guys are doing, but like, I, I mean, I'm basically like the first fish fan. I bet it's a reaction. I bet it's like an overcorrection because they're tired of everyone saying that they only go to fish concerts for the drugs. It's like the same thing with Grateful Dead before. Oh, people only go to Grateful Dead concerts for the drugs. Not me, man. Yeah. I care about the music. And then they just get real, real weird about it. I have memorized every second of the 1997 tour. I have all the bootlegs. I know which version of which song. I know how long the version of each song they played at each night was. You got to have like a favorite live version. Like what's your favorite live version? And then if you refer to the venue that they played your favorite live version at and the person you're talking to doesn't know the name of the venue, doesn't remember it, mm -hmm. then you win. Yeah, that's like, it's what it is. Oh, wait, you can't answer this? Oh, are you even a fan, bro? This would be my personal hell. If you die and it turns out hell is a real place, if it's customized, like if it's tailored for <laughs> yes, your own personal you. experience, yeah, yeah, yeah. hell for me is going to be about 3,000 years of listening to two fish fans try to out-fucking-fish <laughs> each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kill me. I know. Fire and Brimstone sounds fucking fantastic to them listening to this shit. Dude, give me whatever Hitler's getting instead of that. <laughs> I want the worst. Give me the fucking worst. Uh, I'll have what he's having. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Can I just get the fucking, like, torture and the fingernail shit or something? Like... I can't stand here anymore and listen to these guys talk about fish, dude. I can't. Listen, I hear that guy screaming. What are you doing to him? Do you do the same thing to me? <laughs> That's right. Oh, he's actually listening to two fish fans try to outfit. <laughs> he's about a hundred years in. <laughs> Man, I don't go for the drugs. I'm not just about buying drugs on Shakedown Streets, bruh. Bruh. <laughs> How many different fucking ways do you think fish fans have discovered uh. to pronounce the word bro? Brother, man. I don't know. Come here, brubba. <laughs> Try to buy a balloon, brubba. <laughs> that's, all, that's all it is, dude. If you show up to a concert and there are dozens of people outside holding balloons full of nitrous, you are about to hear the worst music you've ever heard in your life. Has anyone actually specifically gone to a fish so sober and had a good time? I actually genuinely believe that there is not a human being on earth right now that has gone to a fish show and stayed sober the whole time and went, man, that was fucking great. Do you want to know why I bet they have? Because they're psychopaths? Because of the mentality I was just talking about, about that's why they get so into the music because they have to prove people wrong. They're so contrarian that if you say, I bet you've never gone sober, they'll start going sober just to say that they go sober. Just to prove the Cause, point. Because they want to be weird. They want to be bizarre or else they wouldn't listen to fish. That's the whole point of doing this is to feel like you're in with the out group. Okay. Here's a challenge to all you fish fans somehow have made it this far into this episode without fucking driving your car into a ditch. They're not going to remember anything you say right now. <laughs> okay. All right. I want you to write this down and on your hand. And they don't drive. <laughs> I want you to write this down on your head. I want you to tell this to five of your friends that are not fish heads or whatever, if you have any. Put your bike on a kickstand and listen for a second. Yeah. Okay. Here's the challenge. If you're so elitist and cool, I fucking dare you to go see fish sober. I dare you. I dare you to go to seven fucking nights in New York City 
dead fucking sober. I dare you. There are a lot of times where we're saying stuff that cannot be, you know, proven correct or incorrect. They just are correct. It's a lot of opinion based <laughs> statements. But when we say shit like people only go to fish concerts to get drugs, that's basically a fact because how long has this been a band? A. B. When did they finally get popular? And C. What happened right before this band got popular? Everyone knows the answer to these questions. There is a reason that Fish inherited the Grateful Dead's fan base and community and the whole traveling city of people who are all abject shit shows. Just go to the Grateful Dead's Wikipedia page and start looking at dates of when things happened and then go to Fish and do the same thing. That's why Fish shows turned into the Grateful Dead thing. That's why a fish concert is a great place to go if you want to see two Wookiees get in a fist fight over which one of them now owns the dog they just found running around in the parking lot. What would have been popular when this band was first? I mean, obviously everyone smoked weed uh, and sex. Probably, probably, some, well, sex, probably some sex. Sex was popular. Guarantee there's very little sex happening at a fish show. I wonder if there was like an evolution to the fish show. Like my point is like in the nineties is everyone just going to see fish and they fucking maybe smoke weed and maybe drop acid or something like that. And now they go to a fish show and it's like a fucking drug market of like anything you could imagine to show up your ass. Like they're like, Oh, what do you want? We have it all. And that's what it's turned into. There was five, 10, 15 years where none of this shit happened this way. These were just a bunch of rich kid losers who pretended to play music for other rich kids who don't know dick about music and mm -hmm. decided to be their fans. Mm -hmm. It's it just like a college party that went on for way too long. <laughs> it's like a college party that started and never somehow ended for some reason. One of these guys' dads was on the team that invented Tylenol or Advil or some shit like that. So, I mean... Yeah. This is like white privilege. This is like literally the oh, definition absolutely. of white privilege. Like the, the existence of fish only happens because of white privilege only exists because white kids have fucking daddy's money and they go to college and do nothing but fucking drugs in the grateful dead episode we talked about how that band could have literally farted into a microphone and everyone in the audience was too high to care or notice or even understand that what they were hearing was not music fish has a song where someone straight up brings a vacuum cleaner on stage turns it on, attaches the hose to their mouth and makes a bunch of fucking Donald Duck noises and screeching into the microphone. If you have ever purchased a ticket to watch this happen, you need to work on your self-value and self-respect immediately. I'm not kidding. You deserve better than that. Oh, it's like buying tickets to somebody having a psychotic break. It's insane. And honest to God, even fish fans, if you could take, be honest with yourself. For five seconds. If anyone else did that, if any band that you you yourself do <laughs> not like did that, you would mock their fans relentlessly because it's idiotic and ridiculous. If I was walking in a park and I saw two lines of people going into two separate venues, walk up to the first line, ask someone, what are you, what are you waiting in line for? Oh, uh, Fish is going to play and one of the songs they like 
use a vacuum cleaner on their mouth into the microphone. <laughs> huh, okay. Go over to the other line, people. What are you waiting in line for? Uh, at the end of the line, you give this person 10 bucks and they kick you in the nuts. I would understand the second line yeah. so much more. That makes so much more sense to me. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I just, I kind of felt like getting kicked in the nuts. This is like As a- opposed to, I felt like having my entire existence disrespected to the level where someone puts a fucking vacuum cleaner in their mouth and I paid like, what? $300 yeah. for a ticket to see this shit. At least getting kicked in the nuts would be cheaper. The cock and ball torture line sounds fucking great. Let's wait. Think about this for a second too. Let's think about, let's think about doing drugs, going to a I'm show. I'm thinking about doing drugs right now. <laughs> no, okay. Okay. But like put yourself into a, okay. I just ate a sheet of acid because you know, everyone at fucking fish shows for some reason finds it necessary to take way more than you should. Right. Everyone there isn't just eating like a gram of mushrooms. They're eating fucking hero dose to go see fish. Okay. Well put yourself even in that mindset for a second. What are you doing when he does that besides freaking the fuck out? Honest to God. If you're fucking tripping your balls on mushrooms or acid and somebody shoves a fucking vacuum in their mouth and starts making noises, how do you not just have a meltdown in that moment? What am I fucking watching? Fuck. You're also surrounded by a ton of people. Dude, imagine you just ate that much drugs alone with a friend of yours and they start fucking around with a vacuum cleaner like that. I'm you saying, would, you yeah. would lose your mind. I'm saying. You are fucking tripping on acid. Someone just goes, dude, check this out and starts playing a song with a vacuum. You're losing your shit. It's going to look like the vacuum is like sucking their soul out or something. <laughs> All the while people in the fish concerts are holding their fucking phones up being like, brilliant. He's fucking brilliant. This band is fucking brilliant. Oh my, dude, I can't wait. I can't wait to buy this fucking tape later. This is the best. This is the best jam they ever fucking did. Uh, so you don't know this, but I made myself listen to an entire fish concert for this episode. <laughs> no shit. Yep. How long was it? Like two hours, two and a half hours or something? It was too long. Uh, <laughs> they straight up will just play for, I don't even know, two hours, three hours or some shit. That's the entire thing with this band. If you, in most jam bands, if you express any kind of opinion, the fans are going to ask if you've listened to the live stuff. And if you haven't, your opinion doesn't matter. You're not allowed to have a say unless you have exposed yourself to the live stuff. Yeah. So fine, fuck it. This is one of my jobs. I've got time. I listened to a show and guess what? It blew. It was fucking horrible. I'll never get that time back. But yes, I did sit down and listen to it. I listened to the Nutter Center show in Ohio from December 1997 because that's supposed to be one of the best shows. It's one of the most popular ones among the fans. Wait, where was it? Where was it? Uh, Ohio, the, Ohio, the Nutter Center. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Fuck yeah, all right. Of course I'm going to pick that one. <laughs> I was going to say, this is about nutting. I, I, that was my thought process. I go, well, the band blew up in the 90s. They got popular in the 90s. So uh -huh. I figured that must be when they got really great, right? Sure, right. They must have gotten yeah. popular for musical reasons because they got so good in the 90s. Yeah. And there wasn't is, some other shit that happened with a Grateful Dead that would explain it. Right. It must have been when they got good. Yeah. So I was looking at the list of like popular shows from the 90s and one was like, <laughs> nutter. So sense. yeah, that's the one I listened to. <laughs> I, like, I like the very, very simple <laughs> reasoning the first song is called acdc bag i have no idea what it's supposed to be about acdc is one of the best bands that has ever existed or they were for like five albums maybe so i was like maybe this is going to be cool like maybe i'm about to have everything i think i know about fish 
turned on its head, but no, it was a horrible song. If it was any worse of a song, it would have to be by the band Pavement. If you ever want to hear the whitest and most boring cover of Talking Heads' Psycho Killer, you're in luck because that's the second song that they play at this concert. It's so bad that it makes David Byrne sound like a good singer. Then they start ineptly playing a ZZ Top cover, which was actually deeply and personally offensive to me as an example <laughs> of cultural appropriation. Uh, I'm genuinely offended by well, this. It was upsetting. It, yeah. it was so bad that it was upsetting. It's like, y'all know that that was a good song before you started doing this to it, right? <laughs> Put it through the fucking fish blender. And then I started thinking, and I have no idea if this is true or not. I do know that fish plays a lot of covers, but I don't know if they generally do them at the top of the set. Do they normally open shows this way? Because if they do... It's got to mean even they know how bad their songs are. Here, we'll play some shit that you already like until the drugs kick in. Right. And then we'll start fucking around. Basically, they're, all he's doing the whole time is they have like one of their friends is like the spotter. And all he does, he has a pair of binoculars and he's looking out in the crowd as their pupils are dilating and they're fucking starting to like obviously stare into space. He's like, okay, guys, you can start playing now. You can play, you can play other shit. They're fucked up. They're all fucked up. And then I... I, I stopped making notes as for particular songs because it seemed oh, to not so, really matter. It's yeah. so pointless. At this point of the concert, we might as well just start talking about why on earth these guys have the reputation of being mind-blowingly good musicians. I have no idea why people think this. The weirdest part about it, though, is Fish fans think Fish are technically incredible musicians. But what's strange is how much of a crossover there is between... Fish's audience, uh, like people who are paying attention to the music, and Frank Zappa's audience. I'm pretty sure if you asked 99% of Fish fans, if any member of Fish would have been good enough to make it through round one of auditioning for Frank Zappa's band, they would know there's not a chance of that happening. None of these guys are good enough to be in Frank Zappa's band. And if you're a Fish fan who disagrees with that, then you definitely don't understand the difference between playing all of the notes and playing music. Massive difference there. We don't have time to get into it. I, but <laughs> To go through like, the explanation I, of why that is or I what that is. I can totally see thinking that fish are awesome musicians if the kind of music you like to listen to is that new contemporary jazz bullshit where everything's been compressed. And even though the players are hitting 5,000 notes on their instrument, it all comes across as subdued. It's jazz on Ritalin, you know, mm -hmm. you, so you can play it in the bar of some expensive motel for rich people with bad taste. Mm -hmm. if, that, if that is your specific type of jazz music, I am not surprised that you love Fish. The piano playing on nearly every Fish song sounds exactly like what I just described. Mm -hmm. And it's terrible. Like dream theater. It is the most soulless music. But it's also not pretending to be funky. Which no, Fish, no, no. Fish songs often are pretending to be funky. Yes. What did you say earlier? Which, you said he calls it cow funk? Right. That's which, bullshit. Which arguably makes it even worse. So much worse. That's the thing. If this was a band like Dream Theater where they're just like doing these fucking- Medicinal, oh, clinical. Right. Like what, how good I can technically play my guitar doesn't really mean shit because it's really boring, soulless music. No one's pretending to have fun at a Dream Theater concert. No. The band isn't pretending to have fun. The audience isn't pretending to have fun. That's not why anyone is there. Right. Fish and Fish fans are all pretending like they're having a great time because of how lively and funky the music is, and it's just dead. It's flat. The, 
this is, do we have, we, we have, we should do this. We should do Molly and go to a fucking dream theater show. We'll get kicked this out for laughing. The greatest life changing thing of all fucking time that every fish fan thinks that they're experiencing. I bet the farts at a dream theater concert are unreal. Dude, the BO protein shake farts. Yes. Is it Trey is like the main guitar player? Oh, absolutely. He's, like the main he's, well, he's the main, he's the, the main guitarist, but also the main focus of everything. Like, yeah, the keyboard player does stuff. They all take turns soloing and shit, but everyone's deal is with Trey. His guitar playing to me, oh. it sounds like a prepubescent boy balls just dropped and he's finger banging his guitar. It literally is like the geekiest. It's just Eric Clapton in a jam band. Yes, but like it, there's a lack of like, feeling yes there's a lack of soul like a lack of like groove the least groovy thing trey's playing has very little feeling the bass player i don't, can't remember his name the fucking pe he uh is often doing some like near primus type slap bass shit oh even better my favorite slap at the bass man so people think that's funky but they also probably like listen to the red hot chili peppers or whatever else yeah so who really cares but yeah, Trey's playing has no feeling whatsoever. He's as white of a guitar player as Eric Clapton. This aspect of Trey's playing is why anytime he wants the guitar to sound different than he's making it sound at the moment, he just steps on a different effects pedal instead of changing the way that he's playing. The easiest tell to sp ask any guitar player. That's the easiest tell to spot. Um, did you know that Fish started a rule in, I think, the early 90s that no member of the band was allowed to criticize what any other member of the band played? <laughs> did not know. How that. do you think that rule got started? <laughs> that sounds like fucking fascism. What are we in Russia? That explains everything that Fish does, by the way. If it's literally against the rules for any of these guys to say that sucks. it sucks when you do that. Right. A, that explains everything that we're talking about. And B, how do you think that fucking rule got started? These guys were being bitchy to each other after every concert because they suck. And they were telling each other that they suck. Yeah. We suck as a band. When you did that, it sucked. Yeah. And then they made a rule where they stopped doing that part, which was the part that might have eventually resulted in them becoming a good band, by the way. Trey, that solo you played really wasn't very good. Fuck you, man. You're out of the band. Fuck, you can't say that to me. That's a way to forever make mediocre business. Yeah. If the people in your band cannot criticize or give you constructive criticism about how you're playing together as a congealed unit, like, how do you get better? How do you improve as a band? Ignoring strangers ignoring fans ignoring critics sure all of that makes sense i guess if you want to roll that way sure also if what they're saying doesn't strike you as true on some level it w wouldn't matter to you mm -hmm. like if you came up to me and said some shit like uh tyler you know it really is awful every time you wear a purple dress right i would mm -hmm. be like i've never worn a purple dress in my life so don't really care about right. that statement you can easily but dismiss but if you like came up and said some shit that was actually applicable to something that I had just done mm -hmm. and it struck me as potentially true, that would maybe cause me to be upset or hurt my feelings or whatever. So if these guys were routinely hurting each other's feelings, <laughs> it's not like they were saying outlandish shit that couldn't possibly be true in any universe. They were probably giving each other accurate reviews. Mm -hmm. If you were doing something on this show that I thought would hurt the overall 
appeal of this show or like at least I would not play to the type of audience. I would that, please tell me. Obviously. Duh. This is like basic human shit. Constructive criticism from people that you are closest with. This is not some dork that works for Rolling Stone saying that your guitar playing sucks. This is somebody you're in a band with. Their opinion matters. It's wild. You know, you can't say that I'm a bad guitar player. Dude. That's so <laughs> not right. It's so not cool. And that's why Fish has not evolved or changed in fucking 30 years or however long they've been a band. And won't. Yes, there's no <laughs> way they progress. There's no way. Oh, and then here's the other thing. So not only is that a rule, but apparently at one point after this rule got made, one of them went to another one after a show. Man, that thing that you did on that one part was so cool. And the other dude was like, dup, dup. rules, Stop. bro. Rules. And he's like, it's positive. And he's like, yeah, but I mean, if we're going to do that, then it's, it's <laughs> eventually it's going it, to you complimenting that one thing makes it seem as if everything that you're not complimenting, there's a reason that you're not. I would quit this band oh so motherfucking fast. It's like emotionally, there's just something missing. This is like you would expect a high school kid to be able to like handle some constructive criticism. I, do, I am not the person who whines about wokeness or cancel culture or the need for safe spaces or whatever. But if this is what all those people think they're bitching about when they bitch about wokeness and, and safe spaces and everything, I might have to switch sides, man. <laughs> like, because, this, like This is going to make you be like, they're so fucking right, this actually. Is like, non, fuck these guys. This is nonsense. You need people in your life that you care about, that care about you, that when you're fucking up are going to say to you, hey, man, you're fucking up. The people that you're in a band with that you've known and played with for 30 years, they should tell you, yo, you sucked shit tonight, dude. That was really bad. Yeah, whatever you took, like, don't take that again exactly. before the concert. Because like, that's how you get better. What's really weird about this, like, no negative feedback thing is, to me, this is the ultimate band of dads. Typically, dads are the one who will sit you down for the difficult conversation that needs to be had or just kick your ass. Mm -hmm. But these guys, and when I say this is a band of dads, I'm not saying it's a dad band because then people would assume that I'm talking about all of the good music like ACDC that dads enjoy listening That's to. Good dad rock. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a band of dads. Uh, how does everyone who goes to these concerts not feel like they are watching their own father fuck around with his friends in the backyard? <laughs> it's, it's like, this is, this is that like dad band. Rock to a this is also, I would love to see the demo the demographics on how many people who regularly go to fish concerts have severe father issues. Like, is this your surrogate father going to fish shows? Yeah. I'm asking. I don't know. Uh, sometimes Trey and Mike jump on trampolines in the middle of a song. How much more of a dad can you be? It's basically like, you know, that it's, you ever see that Instagram page, catatonic youths, Catatonic Youth or whatever it is, uh -uh. where they just find like like goofy like dad rock bands like actually doing practices and they're always fucking terrible or some shit or it's some really atrocious band. It's actually fish though. This was fucked up. It would be as if one of those bands was actually fucking huge, and you'd be like, "Oh, absolutely! What the, how, how did you? You're fucking terrible. How did you get huge? When when the Grateful Dead community migrated over to fish, what do you think their criteria was? For drugs. a band. It, well, it's, got, it's the soundtrack to drugs. So yeah. why were they going to see Grateful Dead? Was it because it is all music that can ultimately be easily ignored or vibed out to in the same way that uh, a jackhammer, like three miles away that you can faintly hear 
might mix with the sound of birds chirping in the trees near you while you're tripping on mushrooms. And that could be somewhat pleasant, or you could just totally pay attention to something else because it is that, is it inobtrusive or unobtrusive? Unobtrusive. Yeah. I dropped out of high school again. Uh, I'm fish. That's still a good word. Fish fans. I'm one of you. Really, I'm so stupid. I've done so. I'm so dumb, and I've not done so many drugs. I swear, you really should be a fish fan, dude. I, I've got the brain cell count for it. I do know that. I think I've just been exposed. I think I've heard too much. Is what it comes down to. I've been exposed to too much music. That was all you needed. Oh, you've been exposed to other music. Yeah, too much other music. Like I've heard James Brown is basically what it comes down to. You know, like I've heard literally anybody else play music. I listened to Corn. I don't know. That was all I really needed to know. I would take acid and go see Corn tonight. A hundred percent. No, no hesitation. It would yeah. not take, I don't have a real job, honestly. Like I kind of just get to do whatever the fuck I want to do. Sure. And we could go do that tonight. Yeah. But if someone was like, do you want to take any drug and go see <laughs> fish? No. I'll be like, no, man. I genuinely Wait, don't. do you have the drug from Limitless and does it last my whole life and I don't ever have to take it again? Because <laughs> then a fish concert might be worth the level up. Is there a drug that I can take that I won't remember anything? That also, happens? does it make me go deaf for like three <laughs> exactly, hours? Exactly. <laughs> Do I basically black out for three hours and then wake up in a better mood? <laughs> like, I'll do that. (laughs) Okay. But the thing about Fish's level of dorkiness, that dad dorkdom, uh, lyrically and musically, they are absolutely not funny. It does not translate to any sort of comedic value like the band Ween or Frank Zappa, who was hilarious and a very moody person, which informed the dynamics, the ups and downs of his playing style. And that's also what he demanded from the musicians in his band. When you're listening to Frank Zappa, you're listening to a deeply funny and deeply demanding musician, the opposite of the kind of person who would make a rule that nobody in the band is allowed to criticize everyone else. Yeah. If you're in Frank Zappa's band, I'm pretty sure you're getting sat down at nine o'clock every morning after a concert to just get your asshole stretched by criticism mm-hmm. straight from the boss. Mm-hmm. That's how you get better. That's the difference. Fish, on the other hand, write and play like a bunch of guys who went to college to learn how to play instruments. And I'm very aware that that is what they did. And that's why I'm saying it. Zappa understood everything that Fish learned in college, but he also wrote and played like the only reason he ever even learned that stuff in the first place was to get laid after the concert. That's the line separating Fish from Frank Zappa, and it is unbelievably easy to spot because Fish was foolish enough to start covering the Zappa composition Peaches and Regalia. And maybe you have been to a concert and you've enjoyed listening to them try to play that song, But if you go listen to the Frank Zappa recording on Hot Rats, nobody in Fish is doing anything remotely like that. Listen to Fish cover it. They're hitting a lot of notes. They definitely are not hitting anywhere near all of the notes. And many of the ones they are hitting are incorrect notes. It sounds like a rock camp band of attorneys trying to play a Frank Zappa song. You go find a video of Dweezil Zappa covering Peaches and Regalia, and even that smokes the fish cover. It's not even in the same planet. I, I did you? I did not realize how many covers they had. Like I did not realize. Fish? Yes. Oh yeah. It's like such a common a thing. thing. Well, they cover. They do whole albums. Like Halloween, they'll do multiple sets, and one of the sets will just be a whole album, start to finish. Yeah. I did not subject myself to that. 
Yeah, their, their covers are awful. There are. It's like uh, it really is as if how do you make a a great song and make it worse? We'll just give it to Fish and let them cover it and see what happens. Like, they're gonna fucking what's gonna come out the other side is gonna be absolutely fucking atrocious. Their covers are never good. I mean, they're basically just getting it close enough to where people can tell what song they're doing in order to have the woo. I recognize this song. Moment. Yeah. That's it. It's almost an insult to the original songs to even call it covering the song. They're almost always just faking their way through it. If you ever want to see something hilarious, whatever search engine you use, if you're a fish fan, I assume it's some like Bing. weird no tracker oh, shit. Oh, it's uh, uh, DuckDuckGo or some shit. Probably on the dark net. For sure, yeah, uh, yeah. Type the My Bloody Valentine song title Only Shallow from the album Loveless. It's the first song on Loveless. Type that song title into a search engine and then add fish to your search. You're looking for a video from 1997 and they are so, I mean, if you haven't heard the My Bloody Valentine song, also go listen to that for sure. In case I'm talking to musically illiterate. Good luck marrying these things together. Uh, They are so far off of the actual chord progression from the song. And it's such a dumbed down version that it is disrespectful of them to say that they are playing that song. They should and could have just told everyone that it was an original composition and nobody would have clocked it. Yeah. Because that's how far removed from the actual song it sounds. You did, uh, before we started this, you did play it for me and it it does not sound, there's no way that anyone would listen to both songs and go, oh, that's a cover. I guarantee you if you just played them, played them at the exact same time back to back, didn't say that it was a cover, a vast majority of people would go, but why are you playing these two songs for me? It no sounds way. more like Machine Head by Bush than it sounds like Only Shallow. Yeah, it's it's pretty fucking bad. Anyway, the best thing I heard when I was listening to that concert was uh, near the end of the song, Theme from the Bottom. Trey actually stopped dicking around for long enough to set up this sort of atmospheric thing by tremolo picking between just two notes with a lot of delay on it. Sounded kind of cool, but then it was immediately ruined by a transition into, and I'm not kidding, barbershop quartet style singing out of nowhere for no reason. Mm. They accidentally did something cool and then fucked it by doing the dumbest shit in the entire concert. I swear to God, I'm convinced sometimes they just are trolling their fans. They're just seeing what they can get away with and their fans seem to just let them get away with everything. I just don't think they're funny enough. Fish is such a bad band. Here's how you know that this band is bad. (laughs) Pretty much any other band that has played before them on a festival lineup begins having more hits on Top 40 Radio than Fish ever had because it's such a huge audience of people who've never heard anything close to good music, apparently. Mm -hmm. So then when you put a halfway competent band in front of them, they go crazy for it and start buying it. Like, they don't buy Fish albums, by the way. I don't know if you've ever looked up this band's record sales. Not great. They got the tapes, bro. The live tapes. I know. That's exactly it. They trade the tapes. You don't even understand. There is such a long list of bands who opened for Fish and then started charging way higher than fish ever did because their fans were still sober when they played all the fish fans hadn't fucking gotten fucked up yet and they were like oh my god this band plays music wow this is interesting have you ever heard music before like this i've never heard music dude it's like it's just like four chords before i list them i'm not saying these bands are good but they have had massive hits which is what i'm saying and they were some of the biggest bands around in their time like blues traveler Blues Traveler opens for Fish, biggest band on the fucking planet. Yeah. Spin Doctors in 1992, the year everyone found out about Spin Doctors, 
opens for fish. Boom, Spin Doctors. Yeah. Dave Matthews Band in 1994, the year everyone found out about Dave Matthews Band. This is not a coincidence that these bands all became massive after playing in front of some jack-off music group that has a built-in audience of people who are not there to hear the music that they play. Yeah. And then when they hear music that is wildly better, than anything that they're going to hear from the headliner, they all flip out over it. Imagine you're getting your mind blown by blues. <laughs> would you would? Like the you lowest. would if you were. If you thought Fish was the best band oh on the planet, God. and John Popper comes out there and <laughs> yeah, 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 pops off a harmonica solo. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Everyone's going. Thank you. Yeah, that's a harmonica. Have you guys ever heard one of those? It's pretty cool, huh? Yeah. And he can sing. He <laughs> Yo, dude, dude can legitimately sing. I just think that the bar is so fucking low if you get sh kind of shown up by fucking Spin Doctor. The bar is buried under the ground, man. <laughs> Did you guys love the Spin Doctor? Everyone's like, fuck yeah, they were fucking awesome. Have you ever seen pictures of the parking lot after a fish concert? It's fucking terrible. Look it yes, up. I it's have. It's terrible. Horrible. Yes. Tons of broken balloons all over the place. I would think that people that are fans of this band would be like some of the cleaner people. And it's not, it's what? worse than a fucking kid. What are you talking about right now? It's worse than a kid rock show. I don't know, I guess in my head, I'm like, oh, hippies care about, look, I use my reusable bag when I go to Kroger and like, whatever. I, I drink tea tree oil every day or some shit. I don't know. Okay, you're thinking of hippies. Fish fans are Wookiees and there's a uh -huh. massive difference. That's true. But a lot of Wookiees do still pretend to care about the environment. They, Wookiees are a... Uh, devolution if you will of the hippie yeah it's like a step backwards somehow like hippies evolved and then went straight to the fucking bottom as soon as fish comes along okay let's do really fucked up drugs and fucking trash the earth i think hands down the best thing that fish ever did was bring kid rock on stage to cover acdc in the year 2000 uh trey's guitar playing is horrific but at least the fish heads got to see what a real front man and I mean, he's a way better singer than anyone in Fish, again. Yeah, dude, it's kind of weird to watch that and think to yourself, wow, Kid Rock's not that bad. I mean, it's definitely the worst version of that song oh, that's ever no, happened, it, specifically because of Trey's guitar playing. He doesn't seem to even understand the point of the guitar part that he's playing. It's just like a limp-wristed, ugh. I would have loved to have been at that show. I would love to know what the fans of Fish, like what they were they thinking when it. that shit. Yeah, because you can well, hear him. No, you can hear him going crazy in the audience. Yeah, they I mean, well, you're on that kind of fucking drugs. You probably love just about anything. So it starts again. It's the year 2000. So it's pre 9-11 and Kid Rock comes out on stage and says some shit like how many of y'all are glad to be in America right now or how many of y'all oh, are glad to be American then? or something. Yeah, pre 9-11. Wow. I didn't think he had gone into that and shit. Just that got a huge response from the crowd of fish fans wow. who I would assume are like 85% libertarian. Oh yeah. Well, libertarian specifically around drugs and then basically that's well, it. They're certainly libertarian about who should be allowed to make music. 99% <laughs> of libertarians in that world, they're libertarian because they don't want anybody to tell them they can't take drugs. Yeah, or fuck a 13-year-old. Or whatever. Yeah, uh, whatever terrible shit they're into. I do feel like mentioning some current music that is at least good in this episode. So if anyone hasn't heard it yet, the new Spoon album is very good. And I would recommend that you buy that from them so that they can have some of your money. Buy it. Not just stream it. Buy it.
I haven't listened to it yet. You, you, you recommend it. I need to listen it's to great. it. It's great. Well, I mean, that's what we're going to do well, after You're not this. the only person. I actually saw a bunch of people on Twitter uh, mentioning it and saying that it was great. I have never really paid attention to that band before. Mm -hmm. uh, I have heard other albums from them. This album sounds like COVID hit and they realized they were going to die someday and decided to level way up. Okay, quick sidebar. Do you think it's because there's just not a lot of good rock and roll right now? And so the bar is really low to be a great rock and roll band? Or is it actually like... It would have been a good album if it came out 15 years okay, ago. Yeah, cool. It's start to finish a great album. I can't remember what it's called. It's the one that's like a reference to the devil, like devil on the sofa or devil on the couch or something like that. Okay. But it's we, could, we could have a whole episode where we talk about the fact that nobody gives a fuck about rock and roll. Spoon still sucks. And if Fish is your favorite band. Your favorite band sucks. You are welcome for another tasty jam, I mean, episode of Your Favorite Band Sucks. Go ahead and share this one with any of your friends who can handle the harsh vibes by visiting YFBS, as in Your Favorite Band Sucks, pod, as in podcast, dot, as in micro dot, com, as in you worthless fucking communist. That's YFBSpod.com. And grab a link to this episode to share it on, uh, fuck, I just realized you do not have the internet. Oh well, maybe next time you're sleeping on the couch as someone who has a non-air-gapped computer, you can borrow their credit card and buy some merch from our web store. Alright, mellow out, and we'll be back in a couple weeks to tell you exactly how much ACDC sucks.